Salutations! And welcome to the 59th episode of the In The House podcast, the official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. Good evening. I am your host, Evan Floyd, (laughs) and I am chuffed to be here tonight. Chuffed. Chuffed. It's a British slang for really excited. Okay. Yeah. I'm chuffed to be here tonight, uh, and uh, it's going to be a fun one. Tonight it is just Andy and I. There are no visitors. It's okay. Uh, Nobody here but just us chickens. Um, We are thrilled to be recording tonight. Uh, I don't have anything other catchy to say before we get going. You know, there was a time Mm -hmm. when... We would actually get kind of excited about just us recording. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We It's been a bit of a rut lately where it's been mostly just you and me. There's been stuff going on. We had Cody Roof we last week, Cody. which was nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I have, I've been notably lax about trying to... Hey man, hustle okay. the people in my office into coming out with us. Do you, do you want me to see if I can get people? To Maybe come you on? should. You should. You have never once booked us a guest. I'm not. Well, I mean, the idea is that you have better access to people. But I didn't last year. Do you want a fucking trophy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Andy's gonna book our next guest. Gonna we're, awesome. we're gonna see who he gets. Uh, I'm I'm betting Trent Reznor. I've got God. That would be <laughs> Trent. How do you feel, Alexi Swahi performed last week? Yeah, that's that's what we're gonna do. Play us a song. <laughs> Can you imagine any Nine Inch Nails in acoustic? Can you? Mm, no. It be, well, yes, because uh, Johnny Cash doing Hurt. Besides Hurt. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Exactly. I yeah. want. Okay. Goodness. No. Um, yeah. So that got off the rails in a hurry. It's okay. Uh, you got the guest. Andy's booking our next guest, uh, but before he can do that, we've got to welcome him to the show. Yeah. And uh, I can uh, think of no one better to be on the show with me tonight because I need someone to check my worst impulses and encourage my best. We'll see. And uh, I can think of only one man for the job who tonight is coming to us live from a haberdashery <laughs> in Olamot's Czech Republic. <laughs> Andy Frederick. Yeah. Andy, welcome on, buddy. This place is cool, man. <laughs> I have heard, literally, I have heard nothing but good things about Olamaz. No, yeah, it's great here. And like, the people are friendly. Mm-hmm. The weather is mild. Yeah. But beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like hats. <laughs> I like hats. It's important. I'm actually making a custom... Louisville City hat. Oh, okay. It's purple. I'm getting a lot of weird looks. I'm sure. Did you? Are you uh, gonna get the? Uh, are you gonna get the, the crest, the well, shield? Yeah. 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 On there. Crest on the front. What kind of hat are we talking here? Like a pork pie? No. 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 It's a fedora. A, a fedora. Yeah. All right. But it's like a more like fifties gangster. Yeah. Or more like Indiana Jones. If Indiana Jones was a 50s gangster and mm. loved Louisville City, that's mm. what we're talking. Plus, I can only imagine purple fedoras on pimps. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to brag. But, you know. All right. At any rate, Andy is on the show uh, tonight. We, <laughs> tonight, <laughs> we're going to cover uh, two of our previous games. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, two games since the last time we spoke. We Black played on, against... Uh, FC Cincinnati in the U.S. Open Cup, and we played against New York Red Bulls 2, those baby bulls uh, in our regular league play. 
And we're going to talk a little bit about where we go from here, mm-hmm. including uh, the upcoming match this Saturday night against Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte Independence. Independence. Uh, but for us to know which one we're going to talk about, we got to flip a coin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Andy, if you don't mind, I'm going to do the honors. I dropped it, but that doesn't count. No. Here comes the flip. Oh, my God. Don't let it go in. Hey, it's Tails. All right. Tails. So we are uh, going to start with the game review. All right. All right, the game review, uh, let's start by going all the way back to FC Cincinnati, uh, the Open Cup match. I made the trip up, Andy didn't, because he's super lame. Yeah. Um, the uh, the game was, frankly, pretty close to as advertised, I thought. Uh, yeah. It was a little bit... It was a little bit chippy, honestly. There was a little bit of nastiness. Toward the end, there was some obnoxiousness. Yeah, um, but frankly, I didn't think a particularly well-played game. I thought we were the better team for 75 minutes of this game. Yeah. uh, And just couldn't really put the goals home. And then I thought that Cincinnati were the better athletes yeah. For the final 50 minutes of the game. Yeah. Or uh, 25, 15 plus 30, 40, 35 minutes of the game. I would agree to that. I thought that Cincinnati was the better athletes. Uh, by the time it got to late in the second half, so let's, let's, all right, let's, let's rewind here. About the 15th minute goal for FC Cincinnati. Uh, the ball sort of pinged around a little yeah. bit, and uh, they uh, no, it didn't. I wish that was the case. Yeah. No, uh, Paco gives up the ball in uh, uncharacteristic fashion. Bad pass back, easy interception. Uh, Adi takes the ball, one touch, magic. I mean, goal. It was his first goal of the season. Wasn't it? it was his second goal of the season, but uh, for what they're paying him, he ought to be on, he ought to be sitting on eight or nine. Yeah, at this the point. announcers did a made sure to to point out that they were surprised that was was really his only. His major contribution. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he's been bad this year, but uh, it was gift wrap for him. Uh, I'm sure Paco would uh, say, you know, that's just a horrible mistake, and you know, yes, it is what it is, and these sort of things happen. And uh, Adi capitalized and put it away. Very shortly, we answer. Yeah, the guys did a really nice job of bouncing straight back, uh, really controlling possession, controlling the game. Brian Ownby was a terror Mm -hmm. out on the left wing for good chunks of the game. Uh, For our goal, Magnus shook loose. Played a ball across the middle of the field to Lucky. Lucky taps her in. Even, 1-1. And it kind of felt like then, in the stands to me, that, well, A, the Cincinnati fans were just horrified. Yeah. Uh, and and they were all completely convinced they were going to lose that game. Like, it was dead silence. It was a poorly attended game by their standards. Did Lucky's goal happen in front of the Bailey? Yes, it did. Good. Yes, it did. Good. And, uh... It was uh, it was a poorly attended game by their standards. I think nobody that I know has seen an official attendance number on it, but it had to have been under twelve thousand, yeah. uh, probably closer to like eight. Yeah. Um, it was not. There wasn't a great environment in the house, which is one of the reasons I go up to Cincinnati games. Is a because it's fun to beat them, but b because I really love the environment. When yeah. when you're shutting up twenty five thousand, it sounds much cooler than when eight. 8,000 are just sort of mildly disinterested, which is how this game felt. Uh, and then there weren't a ton of great opportunities for the next quite a, quite a while into this game. Yeah. Um, I thought we played well. Uh, we were playing well through Paolo in the middle of the field, yeah. playing well out wide to both Lucky and Brian Ownby. Uh, it, it looked like we were a scary team and had some chances. 
There was, particularly late in the game, there was the notable missed handball call. Uh, it was, I, I've seen replays of this now, and it was egregious. Like, it was a handball. Like, the, it was just know, a handball. And the, the reasoning you always use is that, and we've used it before, um, is that you see those calls and the bad calls against you, knowing that you're going to get good calls for you, and yeah. you definitely got them. But watching that one yeah. was particularly salt in the wound. Yeah. Well, and there were two, one of them more egregious than the other, but there were two handballs in the box, either one of which could have been called. The one was clearly the worst, but uh, could have gotten it called twice, didn't, and that was late in the game. We're talking like 85th minute plus where it would have sealed it for us if we'd gotten the call and uh, one of our players had put it at home. Uh, But that was after we had pulled off uh, Paolo Mm -hmm. and Brian Ownby and Lucky Kosana, and frankly, those were the three guys who looked the most dangerous for us yeah. and the most technical for us. Yeah. And once those three came off, it sort of became long ball bonanza. I hate that. Yeah, I really hate that. And Cincinnati didn't make any, didn't even try to hide that that's what they were doing. Like they, from the beginning, they were yeah. launching balls and hoping that their athletes could bring it down. And here's the bottom line. They are an MLS team, and their athletes are, for the most part, bigger, stronger, and faster than our guys. Yeah. But I thought we were the better team, and we were outplaying them, but it, it was concerning because every time the ball went long, it was like, man, those guys are bigger than us. Those guys are faster than yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, They're they just beat us in us. the air all the time. You yeah. think at a certain point, it's like, okay, so this doesn't work. Yeah, and, uh, and they continually were beating us, and then we didn't really have recourse in the second half. It looked like our guys were pretty gassed. And into overtime, definitely looked like we were pretty gassed. Uh, Emmanuel Ledesma gets on to his preferred left foot, sends a cross in in the first overtime, put, headed home, and uh, there, there's the 2-1. And we never we, – we had a couple of chances late, but, I mean, we never really looked that no. threatening. Uh, once Paolo, Brian, and Lucky came off, we didn't really look like we, no. we had much going on. No. Uh, they tried an interesting play by moving Paco forward. Uh, Paco comes up and plays in the in the front half uh, to just to try to give us some size, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, from playing those long balls. But uh, even Paco was a little outmatched physically. Yeah. Uh, Forrest Lasso is a giant, and so is, uh, so is uh, uh, Jimmy Hagland. Those guys are both just monsters back there, and they, yeah. they ate up everything we served into the box uh, without really much chance for us. So, Ultimately, I, I understood the tactic because once we didn't have the ability to play through the middle as, as conveniently, it, it got tough. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought Napo put in a really good shift. He was hassling FCC. Oh, yeah. He was really the reason they adopted the go long strategy, just because every time they played the ball in the middle of the field, he was there and he was pestering whoever had the ball. Uh, so nice shift from Napo. Uh, ultimately, you know, Paco's error and then letting Ledesma get onto his left foot when we should have forced him to his right, which is a much weaker foot. Those two things, uh, they, they hurt us and uh, they got us. More than anything, I hate that we had to play extra time. <laughs> I would much yeah. rather have lost in regulation. Yeah. Frankly, I would have rather lost in regulation than won in overtime. Why? Uh, because just by going to overtime, I knew how bad it was going to hurt us in our game on Saturday or on Sunday yeah. against New York. And I'm kind of okay. Right now, at this very moment, 
Cincinnati is playing against St. Louis uh, in their Open Cup match. Oh, yeah. Like, it hap- it's happening right now as we speak. And our guys needed uh, to not play tonight. Yeah. Uh, between injuries and just a full slate, and with uh, Frano and Speedy out with Jamaica right now, it's it's. I'm, I'm glad we're out of the open. Our guys, our guys needed a week to be able to recover some bodies. I don't want to go out like that. No, but I'm glad we're out. Of I wanted to beat Cincinnati, yeah. and I would have been excited to be playing against St. Louis or whoever we would have drawn yeah. right now. That would have been awesome because it was a nice opportunity for Absolutely. us to have the same thing that happened to us last year, where you beat an MLS team and then you beat a uh, USL team, and then suddenly you're playing in the quarterfinals, and that's awesome. Unfortunately, that didn't pan out. It could have and didn't. Uh, I, I I leave that game with the complete belief that Cincinnati is garbage, that that is a bad soccer team, but that they had just enough athleticism to beat a team below them. Well, and they got, you know, the the last like five minutes, even into stoppage of overtime, they just got Audi specifically got real like him and uh, him and Alexi shared some words. Oh yeah, and, like he did the stretching thing, the like the oh there was a lot of oh long man stretching. suddenly I'm like, cramping right now. It's like uh, we get it, you're trying to run out the clock, but stuff like that. It was just man, come on, dude. Yeah, you hate seeing that. I mean, here's the thing: is it's an unwritten part of soccer at this point that you accept that that's gonna happen because your team will do it too yeah, absolutely but when it's happening to you and you're down by one with two minutes left and somebody takes 25 seconds you're going we better get all this back in stoppage and you, there's no real way to know if you did or not and so it's yeah. painful it's annoying and it's just infuriating but i mean think of all the times greg ranjitsing laid down on a ball last year yeah, but he wasn't a jerk about it. He laid down on balls that he, he picked up. Like, he picked up off the turf with no one around him and then fell on That's it. just securing the ball. Uh-huh. I don't understand what the uh-huh. problem is. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that, you know, it's you hate it when it's happening to you, but, I mean, yeah. you kind of get it. Uh, all right. That was Cincinnati. It's a bummer, uh, but our Open Cup run ends... And, uh, frankly, we got where we're supposed to get. I mean, that, it wasn't a disappointing cup thing because we beat no. the two teams we were supposed to. We beat a lower division team, and then we beat a team from our division. Cool. And then we lost to an MLS team, and we're supposed to lose to MLS teams. Uh, I think that full strength, we give them a better game than that. Mm. I think that uh, in our place, we beat them. Yeah. But we played there, and we played not at full strength, and uh, they got us uh, in uncomfortable and unfortunate ways. So, all right. That takes us to New York Red Bulls 2, which was a game on Sunday. Um, Played them on, it was Sunday, wasn't it? It was Sunday. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, which is a weird game time. It's weird. We caught it from the, uh, Andy and I both caught this game yeah. from the official watch party at the Alcove in Jeffersonville. Which, and my beautiful wife. And and his beautiful wife. And about 40 of our other favorite Lou City fans. Uh, but uh, it was cool. Kevin Kernan, Jeff Greer on the on the call for the radio from the yeah, site. Yeah, that was really cool. Which is neat. So you're hearing uh, the radio call of the game as the actual live game is occurring in it front of you. It was pretty neat. Kevin Kernan does a good job on the radio. He does. I'm proud of uh, old Double K. Special K. Did he ride his bike to that? I don't know the answer to that. I imagine that he did. He frequently either rides a bicycle or a motorbike, and yeah. so I imagine he rode one of those to yeah. the uh, to the site. Probably rides novellas too. 
He might. I don't know. <laughs> I would have to ask. He we, seems like somebody who would. Special K. Uh, but no, it was really neat. I enjoyed watching the game from that location. It was a nice setup. Some good TVs, some cold beers. It was a good time. The game itself, not as good. No. I'm going to say this right from the beginning, and uh, the disclaimer is that I work for the club, and uh, that all my opinions are mine own and do not belong to the club or any of its affiliates or sponsors. And also I'm saying it because any of our club people who listen to this one, I apologize, but it's true. This was the first game in about three years outside of the Chicago Fire game last year. Mm -hmm where I truly thought we were not the better team on the field. We've lost games, but we've lost games where I thought, I can't believe we lost that. Right. Or we've lost games where I thought, you know, that game could have gone either way, and it's a bummer that we didn't come out with it. But the Chicago Fire game in the Open Cup last year and this game are the only times in the last three-ish years where I truly thought, man, we look like the worst team on the field. Yeah. Uh and frankly, a lot of that is credit to New York Red Bulls, too, who looked like a really good team. Uh, they were fast. They were active. Uh, they countered well whenever we went, whenever we tried to break. And yeah. they also, uh, they pressed well. And so I mean, this was a good New York Red Bulls team. I think they they're going to be a hard a team to beat. more than I think people are used to. They did, but I mean, it was still end-to-end action. Uh, Which is what kind of what you expect from... I mean, our games against them have always been like that. It's right. always been that. The only difference between this one and that one is, and any other is that, you know, usually the score is way up there. And this game could easily have ended 6-3. Yeah. But it didn't. The game ends uh, 1-0 in favor of New York Red Bulls 2, and a ton of the credit for holding them to one goal has to go to our oh emergency God. keeper Chris Hubbard. <laughs> Hubbard was a monster. Hubbard was dynamite in that game. Uh, I, I believe I saw the statistic that he ended up with 14 saves yeah. in the game. Yeah. And that is that's a huge night. And he and it wasn't like he wasn't making gimme saves. No, some of these were real these reactions. These were like saves. poof. Some of these were crazy. The one that uh kind of Kind of dangled right on the goal line. Like oh, yeah. Right on, and he was on it. Yeah. Scooped it right up. Some of the New York players had even started kind of prematurely celebrating. celebrating. I love when that happens. And he scoops it up, and you just watch. Like, oh, come on. No, Hubbard was, he was, that dude was. I heard, I heard a comparison, and I would give credit to who I could give it to if I could remember, but it, I don't remember who gave it to me. But I heard someone say that Chris Hubbard com- was a great comp for Greg in that he doesn't look completely and utterly comfortable coming off of his line and making choices about when to go get the ball. Right. But on the line, he just looked like dynamite oh, in yeah. terms of his reaction time, his speed, his his hand strength. Yeah. The whole deal of saving goals, he looked incredible. Well, and even the goal that got through after that entire game, even the goal that got through, you're not even really mad at him. No. You're like, you have, A, you've played an amazing game. Yep. E, not your fault. Not one on one with the keeper. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so the goal we give up. Yeah, that happened. It happened. Uh, second half. Um, uh, let Let me give a little context here. I didn't realize in the moment because we did, had the volume down and you couldn't always hear Kevin. Uh, the ball played back from Magnus towards the midfield. Played it a little hot, and Jeff D. fumbled it. 
that gives a one-on-one with the keeper as uh, their player just dove towards the goal at that point. I did not realize we were, in the moment... We were down a person, weren't we? We were down Sean Tosh, yeah. who was playing central defensive midfielder in that moment. Sean Tosh had come off the field because of a gnarly elbow to the face. Now, I saw Sean yesterday, and the dude got pummeled. Like, yeah. his face looks like he lost a heavyweight bout. Yeah. Uh, he, got, he got hit hard and had to come off the field because he's bleeding, and that is... That is regulation in uh, USL. If you are bleeding, you have to come off the field to get it tended to. They don't want you bleeding out there on the field. Why? You know. What if you don't? What if you just hold it? Herpes. I don't really what know if you know just what hold the, it. Uh, if you just hold it really good. You use your feet. What's the problem? I don't know. But at any rate, he had to come off the pitch. He comes off the pitch, yeah. and in the moment and a half he was off the pitch, a ball went where he would have been and uh, allowed for a goal. In that moment, I was kind of annoyed with Maggie for playing the ball back so hard. And then I was kind of annoyed with Jeff D for fumbling it. And I'm still. But you also give a little bit of credence to the idea that it was Jeff D manning central midfield by himself while Sean Tosh is getting medical attention. Uh, And in this game where we were pretty, pretty soundly outplayed, to only lose on one goal and one goal when we really got hosed yeah. by how it happened that's that's a nice defensive recovery performance and a great performance yeah. by Chris Hubbard and we had our own opportunities I mean tons I mean well, we still we had an offsides from Luke but it was a beautiful ball up to yes him. it was I thought we had it I thought it was in Everybody but thought we had it. Uh, ultimately we we shot I think we had like nine shots on goal in this yeah. game and that's not bad I mean that's a number you should usually come away with a goal from uh, Niall had a couple of breakaway opportunities where he just didn't have the Jets to beat his guy to the end line. Yeah. And that hurts. I mean, but I mean, that's not part of Niall's game. Niall's going to out-technical you. He's going to out-think you. He's going to, I mean, and he's sneaky athletic, but yeah. he's just not going to beat you in a straight line race. No. And uh, we had a couple where I was feeling like if Brian Ownby were in that spot right there, he just runs that ball to the goal. Yeah. Like nobody, just nobody ever catches him. Yeah. Like bummer for you guys. He's gone. And you might have the same thing out of Richie Ballard if Richie Ballard was completely healthy and available in this game. Uh, And Niall McCabe plays great soccer for us and is one of our most important players by a million miles. But in this game, we needed somebody to stretch the field, and we didn't really have it, especially after uh, a lucky came off the field. So, I mean, ultimately, I just thought New York looked younger, faster, and frankly, like they were better organized than we were. We had a couple of times in this game, in that game, where it looked like we were sort of caught in between yeah. pressing and attack, uh, pressing and falling back. Yeah. And this actually felt like a game where we needed to possess the ball. And I said at the time, and I feel that way now, it felt like a, uh, a Speedy Williams sized hole in our midfield in this game. I just got done telling you how well I thought Napo played against Cincinnati, and it's true. And we needed him in that game. Mm-hmm. In this game, we needed somebody to be able to control the tempo with mm-hmm. Paolo in the middle, and that is not yet Napo's strength. No. And so you can see him getting there. He's though. he's. I, I'm really excited. Him, you can see him closing it up. I'm really excited about what Napo could end up being for us. 
But as of this moment, he's not there he's yet. Not, but, you know. And Speedy Williams is an international standard midfielder <laughs> yeah. that is yeah. is busy, you know, beating Honduras while we are uh, while we are, you know, losing two tough games this week to two of our rivals. Here's my question to you though. Do you think and this might be a stupid question, but do you think we play that game differently if because you gotta assume they're they're tired, right? Oh god, dog tired. Exhausted. Think about poor Oscar who played 120 and then played 90. He, I don't know how that dude does it. No, he, me either. Season to season, I don't know how he does it. Me either. Um, but say you're not dog tired from open cut. Yeah. Say that morale's not a little down from open cut. Yeah. Do you think we win that game? I don't know. I, I really don't know. They looked like a good team, and whether they win the Eastern Conference or not this year, I think they're going to be a factor right up till the very end, yeah. as they always are. Yeah. And so New York Red Bulls, too, is a uh, it's a completely legit team. You're playing them on the road. I don't think there's any shame in losing that game, especially not 1-0. No. One, one I don't know if at full strength we beat them or they beat us. I don't know. But I would like to watch that game. I think if we played that game with the exact same characters that were on the field there, they win that game seven times. We draw twice and win once. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, it is what it is. But you put everybody else back on the field, Brian Ownby and Speedy Williams make a big difference in that game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they worked. So it is what it is. Uh, Also, I thought Taylor Pay looked a little gassed after the amount of energy he had to put forth against Cincinnati. And... uh, I mean, he's used to playing central midfield. I mean, central defense. Mm -hmm. You put him out on a wing, suddenly he's having to run, run, run. You're having to overlap with guys. You're having to do a lot more physical activity. And he had to do it two games in a row. But I also feel like... four days. I also feel like these are the games and these are the situations and these are the weeks that turn somebody, that kind of sharpen the blade for somebody. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Taylor, I think... Because we've seen some moments of greatness from Taylor. <coughs> like, Agreed. we have seen some beautiful plays from Taylor. And watching him play, you see the... Like, you see it. Yeah. And I think coming off Cincinnati, coming off Red Bulls, those are games that somebody comes out of that after good rest a little sharper. Yeah. And you watch them. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how we play this weekend. Uh, you get a full week off, which yeah. is nice. I I don't know the answer to this. I haven't asked, and nobody's volunteered the information to me about what kind of practices we ran this week. Uh, you got different kinds of coaching. Some coaches see how we played. We just lost two games in a week. How's everybody feeling? We're running. I'm I'm angry at you. I'm gonna put yeah. you through the ringer to. And some guys go. We lost mostly because we were gassed. We're gonna, you know, have some light practices. You guys are playing fine. You just, you know, need need a little bit of rest, a little bit of technicality. So, yeah, I, I don't know what kind of practices Coach Hackworth ran this week. The Rick Pitino School of Coaching. Yeah. Just run the hell out. And, and it might have. <laughs> and they might have. Yeah. But I hope not, because there are some of those guys that needed some time to recover. Yeah. Uh, some really needed some time to recover. The. Yeah. That's... It was, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. It was disheartening a little bit watching them play because watching them play, you could tell that they were tired. Yeah. And yeah. it was a little bit, it was a little bit kind of a kick in the chest. Yeah. That we have gone through in 
three and now four of our five years of existence. Some sort of blip around this time in the season. And so I'm still giving everybody the benefit of the doubt, man. I'm, I'm just not there yet to not give them the benefit of the doubt. And in yeah. fact, let's move on now to our game preview. Yeah. And I'll say we're about to play Charlotte, and Charlotte is not a good team. They're 15th right now. Yeah, they're not a good team, but a lot of the, they did also just come off of a thrashing of Birmingham. They just beat Birmingham badly, a team that we have struggled with a couple of times. It was like Ford or something, wasn't yeah, it? Was, it was a butt-whooping. Yeah. And uh, they are playing a little bit better now. They just changed coaches from uh, Jim McGinnis to Dave Dixon. Now, Dave Dixon has a notable advantage over <laughs> Jim McGinnis because McGinnis – was not a soccer coach. <laughs> the, the head coach, the head coach of the Charlotte Independents for the last twenty weeks, was not a soccer coach. He was a Gaelic football coach who happened to be coaching soccer. That's kind of amazing. Uh, I, I mean, to be fair, he coached in the Super League in China, so I mean, he had. It's not like he's unfamiliar with soccer. And Gaelic football has many, many, many similarities to the game of soccer. But it's not soccer! Maybe our next podcast should be a Gaelic football podcast. I'll, I will look it up. <laughs> uh, but so they just traded out a not-a-soccer coach for a soccer coach. Yeah. And uh, their immediate results have been better. Yeah. Uh, and it's a good roster, is the thing. And that's why I, I think everybody was kind of, everybody in the USL was kind of hoping that they would just stick with that not-soccer coach. Uh, but no, they have instead hired Dave Dixon, an who is an actual soccer, soccer coach. coach. And uh, so the the we play them. They're the, they've been bad, but again, they just had a coaching change. It's impossible to know what kind of soccer they're going to play. Are they the team that just whooped up on Birmingham, or are they the team that lost to Swope badly earlier this year? I mean, they, they're it's an enigma looking team right now, and it's a bummer that we're playing them now when we don't know what they'll be. Uh, they had been very much a counterattacking team. Historically, Charlotte has always been fine. They've been a good team, but not a great team. They're always one of those teams like Ch- Charleston, oh, yeah. who make the playoffs and then bow out early. But you who's know, their, who's their their big score right now? Uh, uh, Duro has got uh, I think seven for him right now. Five. Is he only got five? Five. Oof. But so here's what's weird about Charlotte in my. And and the research that I actually did this. Hey, Andy, with some research. Here's what's strange. I should should have an Andy's research alarm bell that I play ring whenever. (laughs) It's like Andy's doing ding 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 ding. ding. No, yeah. Um, What's there? What's his name? Um, Martinez. Enzo or Alex? Enzo Martinez. Yeah. He had. If you look at his stats. Yeah. Let me let me rewind this. If you look at Oduro's stats, Uh he's got like. 19 shots. Yeah. No, he's had 14 shots with five goals. All right. Okay. How many shots has Enzo taken? Enzo has taken 22 shots. Woof. Ask me how many goals he's got. How many has Enzo got? One. Okay. That sounds about right. So. (laughs) Now, Enzo Martinez has been a classically good USL player for the last five, six years. He's always mattered. He's always played on decent teams. He's shifted around a little bit, and uh, whenever he's wherever he's been, he's been mostly successful. Right. Uh, he's dangerous. He is uh, good on the ball. He's good as a holding uh, striker. He's good as a midfielder. He's good as playing out wide. Enzo Martinez is good and scary. Uh, he's 
I've never thought he was a very good shot, but he creates a lot of chances. I think he's leading the Apparently, team with well, he's I'm leading sh- the team with 33 chances created, uh, which is uh, 13 more than next best, which is Alex Martinez with yeah. 20. Uh, obviously, he's leading the team in shots taken. <laughs> that's uh, a lot of shots taken, right? I mean, 22. And that's the thing is, you shoot enough. If they're not all horrible shots, you're gonna make some eventually. And and Enzo scares me. Like he's a player that is good enough that I am frightened of his abilities in this game. And between Aduro and the Martinez's, uh, they're they're good. They're I mean it's they've got a lot of talent on this club, and we can't take them for granted the way I think we maybe could have a week and a half ago or three weeks ago. Uh, We need these three points. It's a home game, and this is a team that is low in the table. Uh, Got to get points. Yeah. Got to. Not one point, three points. Three points. Um, we get Brian Ownby back fully. We lose Paco Craig for this game with a uh, yellow card accumulation. Uh, that happened last season, too. Yeah, it happens to Paco occasionally. Uh, frankly, it happens to any good center back occasionally. Yeah. But, uh, frankly, center back is still a position where we're mostly okay. Uh, Taylor Pay, though, has been having to play out wide with uh, no Sean Francis. I don't know Pat McMahon's status. If Pat McMahon is fully back and healthy and ready to go, then I bet you see Pat playing out wide in this mm-hmm. game and you move Taylor back inside with yeah. uh, with Alexi or Tosh. Otherwise, you see Tosh and Alexi with Taylor out wide. Uh, I've really enjoyed watching Tosh play. The last few games. He's been playing really well. He really I've tucked been, and locked in. Man. I've been very pleased with Sean Tosh's play. I think that he's got to be feeling like I'm due for some real playing time yeah. instead well, of sort of because he's sort of been the odd guy out who's been plugged in. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we need a guy here. We need somebody to help relieve at defensive midfield. Okay, put in Tosh. We need an extra center back. Okay, put in Tosh. Earlier in the year, we need an extra right back. Okay, put, put in, in Tosh. Tosh. Yeah. I'm wondering when or if Hack will ever be like, you know what? Let's just let Tosh have three weeks of play. You're our, you know, second center back for three weeks. Yeah. Go prove it to me or go prove it not to me. Yeah. But we don't see training. So it's hard to say, you know, in training he could look garbage. Or, you know, in training he could be cursing at dudes. Or... In training, he could look like an incredible Hulk, <laughs> and uh, but that he's taken nicks right before he gets to the game time and just isn't fully healthy to go. Right. We don't know. Uh, that's the one thing about armchair center backs yeah. <laughs> that is the most important thing that I think we all need to accept is that we just don't. We're no, not no, in no, those no, meetings. No. Why isn't this guy starting? He's on the bench. He should be fine. Well, maybe he was fine to play 28 minutes in this game, and we thought if we get the right chance that you play him 28 minutes. That's the same we thing don't. say, shoot the ball. Right. Shoot it. You're shooting it. Yeah. Oh, they should be shooting. They don't know that. They don't know that the scoring goals The ball goes in the net? Good. Oh, right. okay. All Why right. don't they shoot more? Well, no, I just think that the last few games Tosh has shown something that we have always loved about Tosh and why he is a particularly a Scouse's House favorite is that very rarely do you see him muscled off of ball. It's just not going to happen. Nope. It's just not going to happen. He gets that center of gravity low. And, oh, uh, man. And then he's just, he's just 
the right amount of athleticism and speed and center of gravity that you just don't see him bounced off of it. No. Which is, always feels nice. <coughs> uh, the speed is good. The size is a little small for a center back in the USL. Just a little. I mean, you know, call a spade a spade. I, I, I don't know how tall Sean Tosh is. What, 6'8"? I'm kidding. I I, I, like, no, but I mean, I, I honestly, I've met and <clears throat> hung out and spent time with Sean Tosh, and I can't tell you right now if he's somewhere between 5'7 and 6'2. I the, couldn't tell you where in there he is. He's like a, he's he's like two or three inches shorter than me. So you he's, think like 6'2, 6'2. Six, 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 and see, that, but I mean, even <clears throat> in the USL, you stack that up against a 6'3 a, a striker, and, and you're in trouble. Yeah. Which is why you got guys like Taylor Pay and Alexi Swahi and Paco Craigman in the back line for us mostly. Yeah. But I, I love that physicality of him. Oh, I always man, it's do. Great. So I mean he's a he's a continuous fan favorite. He hasn't found a consistent home in the lineup this year. I'll be interested to see if he does. Yeah. That's it. That's all. Uh ultimately I think that, you know, this game. Is a transition is a transition game for us. Yeah, we need to. We've got some big games. We got three big games in a row after we play Charlotte. You can't overlook this game because you need those points. When we get to the end of the show, I'll talk a little bit about the three games we're about to play. I'll just say we need these three points. Okay. Uh, I've got I've got this game being. Tight early and it gets away from Charlotte late. That's sort of the idea I've got in my mind. What do you think? What do you think it score wise? Um, two one. Two one. Here's why. I think they sneak one past us. Okay. I think they sneak one past us and it wakes us up. Okay. Honestly, snaps us out of it. It kind of snaps us out of it, and somebody's like, "Wait a minute, (laughs) hold on. What? (laughs) Yeah. What are they doing?" Um, I think we get something from Ombi. You feel like he's due a regular season goal. He barely ever scores in the regular it's, season. Which is cr- it's like, and we talk about it all the time. For someone who <laughs> dominates some games, it's ridiculous. It's like, how are you so dangerous and not scored? And then in goals? the and then in the playoffs, he's you know every playoff season he slots three or four yeah. home in five games, but regular season. You know, we need playoff on B. Maybe that's his, his, his shtick. He just saves it. Maybe. Maybe. Like, During the regular season, I'm just going to run people down. But you think we get something from Brian? I think we get something from Ombi. Um Obviously, we're still hoping for the... We're waiting the on that Oscar from Oscar to Paco. Paco, but it won't be this game because Paco can't play. No. What if he does? He just he, magically... If he plays, it will almost certainly be disallowed. That seems excessive. Yeah. I'll talk to the ref. Okay. Um... That's the one that I'm... You're confident about I'm it. I'm confident about it. All right. I think that Lucky maintains his good run of form. I think that we see a little bit more out of Lucky in this game. Yeah. I've got this weird feeling that you may see multiple goals from Lucky in this game. You think so? That you might just have a Lucky explosion, which would be fun. We might get Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to stay up all night to get Lucky. Uh I wonder how many variations of that type of joke he's heard. Oh my god, it's got to drive him nuts. It's got to be in the thousands. It's got to it's got to drive him nuts. All right. Uh so we've got a win for Lou City is what we're both kind of uh hinting at here. Well, Andy's saying outright and I'm hinting at. You can only hint. I can. I can do whatever I want. You can do whatever you want. <laughs>
All right. Uh, let's uh, let's have a little bit of purple stuff, man. You got any? You got any in the glass? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, mine's 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 now a little watered down. Mine is too. A little it's bit. Okay. Of, it's we're into the the you know early throws of summer, and so uh, the ice is melting into my drinks a little faster. Um, news. First bit of news is bad news. Wah wah. Something like that. Yeah, Ben Lunt. Ben Lunt uh, has uh, been recalled by Cincinnati. He has gone back to the parent club and uh, has had ankle surgery. Uh, I actually know more about this that I'm not allowed to talk about. Okay. And I'll just say that he has been recalled to the parent club, has had ankle surgery, and prognosis and likelihood of return are subject to future information. Subject to future information. I mean, well, that's always the way this is going to be. You know, when you get recalled to a parent club, it, I mean, he owns them. I mean, they own him. Right. And that's, uh, so they get to sort of decide with their investment, where do they, what do they want him yeah. to do? Yeah. And they decided he needed this surgery now, and he had the surgery now. And uh, now we are in a waiting game to see whether or not he'll come back to the club or if uh, we'll be ro- riding forward. Thankfully, thankfully with uh, uh, Chris Hubbard, who played oh, amazingly man. well. And Dobro, who we know is perfectly serviceable, right there behind him. So Hubbard and Dobro step into the role, and uh, we we wish Ben Lunt a quick recovery. We always knew that was a possibility. We always knew something like this was a possibility. And if you didn't think it was a possibility going into the season when we picked up Ben, you're a crazy person. Yeah, you either didn't know anything about how the loan system works, or you didn't know anything about FC Cincinnati. And we all love Ben. Uh, we do. And uh, like I say, I hope he comes back and plays for us and uh, wins multiple championships with us. But Here. I also understand the realistic possibility that he's a very good keeper whose rights are owned by an MLS team. We, we could theoretically never see him again. Here's my question to you. Yeah. We had chance of Greg's our keeper. Yep. First we had Scotty Goodwin. First we had Scotty Goodwin. Right? And then we had Craig's our keeper. And then we had, then we had Ben's our keeper. Yep. Chris Hubbard. It doesn't lend itself to that, Do does a shame it? with that. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. Like I got nothing. Yeah, I, I, I was really hoping do... something magical was going to come to my head in that 20 no, seconds. No, I was laying in bed when I first found out that he would... Have How bed. often do you lay in bed thinking about our boys? More often. <laughs> Than my wife <laughs> would want me to. <laughs> I love that. I love that. We've gotten to a point that I will say something about the club, and every now and then she'll give me a look and do that. <sighs> I don't even want to talk to you about how my life. <laughs> I can only imagine. So, no, how was your day, Katie. sweetheart? Well, the club. Oh. Poor Katie. And she loves the team. Absolutely. But. It's not your job. Yeah, it's a lot now. It's See, a lot. See, the, the problem is that you went from her having every reason to be annoyed with you, but now you work for them, and so it's like, you, I have to, this is my job. Right, now, I have to if talk If you about ask it. me about my day, this was this my day. This is my day. job now, yeah. yeah. No, I'm still in the... But you were laying in bed thinking no. about Chris Hubbard. Right. I don't, I don't care how clear that sounds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... And like I was bouncing chants back and forth in my head, I was like Chris is our keeper. No, I didn't. That's Chris is our keeper. Chris is our keeper. No good. 
But you can't even do Chris Hubbard. I mean, yeah, I guess you could. That, it's not but good, it's though. Not as, it's not good. We got to figure something out. Yeah, you're going to have to. Scouse's house. Come on, people. We got to figure something out. Now, let's, let's, let's take a second, though, and think. Imagine a world. Wherein, <laughs> wherein we weren't beholden to the da 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 chant. What if there was some other option? What if there were other cadences, other melodies that you guys could incorporate into a keeper You're chant? talking like a madman. I am. I don't even know what I was thinking. I, I felt dumb saying it out loud. <laughs> I guess you could go, he's our keeper. That's so generically bad. Like, frankly, the chance... No, here you go. He's Chris Hubbard. He's Chris Hubbard. Ooh, I actually kind of like that. You're welcome. Boom! You're welcome. He's Chris that Hubbard. That just popped in there. That Boom! Because the purple stuff. I love that. In there. Yeah, purple stuff loosens those brain cells and they joggle out something good. Gets it, gets it going. I love it. I'm on board. Yeah. Right, consider me a fan of He's Chris Hubbard. Yeah. Love it. All right. Because Tim's our keeper works fine still with uh, old Tim Dobro. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we've got that covered. That conundrum is solved. <laughs> Answering the important questions. Solved. Uh, let's see here. You got anything from Scouse's house? Yes. Kind of. Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah. There's there's news? I made sure to ask. I like that about you. And the answer I got. You ready for this? Yeah. Um, Kenny and Shannon will be tailgating. Love it. A little bit before five. Little before five, so get there. Five. Get out there, people. Let them sh- let them get everything set up, and then for the love of God, get out there. Because here's the menu. All right, menu, menu for this Saturday: ham and cheese sliders. Dig it. Bacon pasta salad. Ooh. Let me ask you questions. Yeah. Do you like bacon? I do. Do you like pasta? Yes. Do you like them together? Yes. Ta-da. I was worried you were gonna say, "Do you like salad?" At the end of that, I, I was would, gonna be like, eh. "I but, would never ask." You <laughs> I appreciate that. If you like salad, but I like bacon and pasta, so they're on the right path there. Right. So it's basically not even salad. No. It's just like it's right. it's noodle. Salad is the catch-all word. It's of like noodles usually. and meat. Right. Right. Now we're talking. Um, chips and dip. Classic. Yeah. And of course, purple pretzel rods. The famous purple pretzel rods. Shane's famous. They purple are, pretzel and they're delightful. They're they delightful. Are. I will. Almost certainly, duties permitting, mm-hmm. be out there for a quick beer and a quick pretzel rod on yeah. my way back into the state. Here's the thing. If you have ever had Shannon's cooking, or mm-hmm. her tailgate cooking, that is news. It is. It's newsworthy. I agree. That is news. If you've ever had her food, that's news. I agree. Club news. Okay. All right. Club news, uh, which ties into a little bit more Scouse's House news. Hey, okay. Next weekend, not this coming weekend, we're looking ahead a week, Mm -hmm. because make a plan, people. Make a plan. Next weekend, we travel to Indy 11. Yes. Going up to Indy, Indianapolis, Naptown, right up 65 North. Isn't it? 65? Yeah. Yeah, 65 North. Straight in. It's literally only 65 North. It's a straight shot up 65 North. Right there. Get on up there, go to the game next Saturday. Yeah. What I would like and what the front office is suggesting is okay. that people, that the the supporters groups do a nice job of organizing and that we will step in and help however we can in terms of helping to get people there. What I will say is that if you go to, uh, if you call Indy 11 now, they already have a uh, code for 
Oasis Borders. They'll put you in the correct section. Mm-hmm. And as a service announcement, what's the code? I don't know the answer the to that. Girl flies at midnight. I haven't called that. I haven't asked yet. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go for free. The purple. I don't want to brag, but yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> and I have spoke. I've spoken to their supporters group liaison and their ticket office and their operation staff. And I can tell you that Lucas Oil has tightened the reins on what supporters can bring in this year. Uh, no drums. No drums. What? No drums. Do they understand how soccer fanship works? Yes. No sure? flagpoles. Bring your flag. No poles. Seems. So if you've got a two-pole banner, no poles. You've just got the banner. No smoke. No streamers. Basically, you can bring flags and signage that is under three feet by five feet. Hey, I'm just telling you, man. It's, uh, and here's the thing. Now, we are going to hold them to the same standards. We called them and said, what are we allowed to have our fans bring to the game? Right. And whatever you guys allow, we will reciprocate and allow the same amount. Yeah. If they had wanted to allow 80-piece orchestras... We would have allowed it too. If they had wanted to allow, you know, uh, amps and, you know, speakers. Call Jovella. We would have allowed it too. Yeah. But they're not. Lucas Oil Stadium, much like Slugger Field, is more restrictive than they would like and more restrictive than we would like. And so they have, uh, they have some, some restrictions. That's the case this year. Might not be the case next year. Oh. Definitely not at our state. No. But for Indy 11 fans coming to us in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. they will be allowed the same freedoms that our fans are allowed in their stadium. Okay. But USL policy dictates no smoke for away teams. Away teams can't bring smoke into the stadium. You can use it for a march from your tailgate to the stadium. You can't bring it into the stadium. Okay. So, And we can use drums on the way to the stadium if we want. But that'd be pretty weird, because then you'd have to turn around and march back and put your drums back in your car. Okay. Because no drums. So you heard it here, I'm telling you. So what you're saying is, make sure to bring the extra smoke. Yeah. And extra drums. And horns. And horns. And big poles. Maybe battle axes. Sharpened Maybe. poles. Maybe battle axes. Like pole arms. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, lances. Yeah. Not McGarvey's, but like weapons. I'm not saying a trebuchet. Maybe a trebuchet. A trebuchet would be cool. Wouldn't it be cool? Like a streamer trebuchet? Yeah. I'm going to see if we can't get that in the new stadium. A trebuchet, come on. A streamer trebuchet in the new stadium would be awesome. It's obviously the superior siege weapon. It is? Everybody knows that. Love it. All right. So, and then that ties in, though, to some Scouse's House news, because Mm -hmm. Scouse's House, you guys are planning a trip to St. Louis? Yes, we are. Do you know when that trip is? No. Do you know what all that trip entails? Going to St. Louis. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Andy is the worst information purveyor. I asked. Uh-huh. I asked. All right. But no, you can see online already. I know on the, the Facebook page, the website, you can see how they are trying to Which gather. the information age. It is. And one of the ways people like to get their information is on podcasts. But yes, you can find information about that from Scouse himself, from Scouse's house. You can get on there and uh, figure out what's what. About traveling with the group to St. Louis. I'm starting to think I'm the worst spokesperson ever. You're a delight. Right. A delight. You're the only partner I could ever ask for. Oh, thank you. Um, 
Let's see here. Other league news, nothing special. Our team news, not much going on. Here's a question. Is Ilya playing? For Indy? Have they been playing him? Uh, I honestly don't have that much information on that. I don't have that much information on that. I know they were early in the year. I don't know if they are currently. Okay. We saw Cam Lancaster hit a banger yeah, did. last week. Not surprisingly. It was annoying. I was like, he used to do that for us. Yeah. But he doesn't anymore, so I hope when we play Nashville that he stubs his toe and can't play. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got uh, the news, out, the purple stuff's out of the way. A little bit of something that has been on my mind about the upcoming games. Okay. So we're playing this game, yes, against Charlotte, and it's a game we should win, and I hope we do. After that, you got three important games, Indy, Nashville, Ottawa, three teams right in the thick of things and teams that we're going to have to deal with at some point. Yeah. Whether it's in the regular season to get past them or whether it's in the postseason to play them, they're teams that are going to have to be reckoned with. Yeah. Three games in a row. Sean and Speedy almost certainly not back for any of these three games. Uh, Abdu almost certainly not back for any of these three games. Uh, other injuries have been nagging between Pat McMahon, Richie Ballard, some some uh, knocks. Obviously Luke and Paolo and Brian Ownby all still having a hard time going 90 minutes. Uh I'm kind of okay if we don't do well over that three-game stretch. And by don't do well, I mean think in terms of over three games, you're hoping for nine points. Mm -hmm. You're fearing zero points. Mm -hmm. I would be pretty okay if we rolled out with like three points, like one win and two losses or three draws or something like that. Yeah. I'd I'd be pretty okay with it. Why? Uh, Because we're not there right now, man. Think about the best – Loose City team you've ever watched play. Okay. In my mind, the best Loose City team I ever watched play was the last 10 games in the playoffs of last year. To me, that was the best we've ever looked as a whole. And we were that good because we had Nile and Paolo and Speedy interchangeable in the midfield, yeah. dominating the midfield. Yeah. Brian Ownby bombing the wings. Yeah. Bombing them. You had Ilya looking really sharp in central midfield, and I think Magnus is an upgrade. Yeah. You had Cam and Luke looking great up top, and I think by the time we get to the end of the season, you'll love the same things about Lucky and Luke and Abdu if he gets back. Yeah. I think that this team can be that good again. We haven't had the personnel to be that good again. We have played like 18 minutes this year. With Paolo, Speedy, and Brian Ownby on the field at the same time. Ugh. And think about how mu- how important that Troika has been for the success of our team when it comes the time for the meat of our season. Right. So I'm kind of okay if during this juncture, while Paolo and Brian are trying to get back into shape, where Luke is still trying to fully get find his fitness to play a full game, where Abdu is unavailable, where Ballard and Pat McMahon can't provide us extra depth. I'm kind of okay if we struggle a little in the meat of our season against the toughest teams when we've still got a lot of games left to play. Yeah, we do. And the playoffs is when we're going to come alive. And I truly believe that even if you end up with two points out of these three games, 
that we're still going to be in the playoffs. Like that, this team is too talented and too good to fall out of the playoff contention. And I think that if we can make it through this three-game stretch with some positive results, Mm -hmm. like say we come at it with like seven points, then suddenly you're right back in the middle of the freaking pack. You're you're second, third, maybe fourth in the league at that point. And if we only take two points out of it, we're probably sitting at like sixth, seventh, probably not much worse than we are now. Maybe eighth or ninth. But even that, ten teams make the playoffs, and we'd have a lot of games against winnable opponents left yeah. on our schedule. Well, and like you said, I mean, we always go through something. Mm-hmm. And the last two years that we went through something, we won a championship. Yeah, those were good. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying that it's easy to get disheartened. Mm-hmm. And we said the same thing last season. It's easy to get disheartened right now. We always go through something. And it's basically around this time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, as I say, I just I want Lou City fanhood to be prepared for the idea that we've got one game that we should win. And if we don't win this game, I'll be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then we got three really tough games against tough opponents where I'm not going to... I If you tune into this podcast, you're not going to hear me jumping up and down like... Oh my gosh, the sky is falling. We're screwed. What's happening? I can't believe you know we lost these games. And man, we've played five games in our last six games. We've lost three, drawn right. two, and won one. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to say we haven't seen the best this team can offer yet. And if we find a way to play well in those games, then I'm going to get abnormally excited. Yeah. So ultimately, I just want you to be prepared for the idea that if you're turn, tuning in here, hoping that after a tough stretch, that I'm going to be like. I don't know what we're doing, and you know what are we? What, we're gonna have to make some changes. Got to bring some new dudes in, and you know, change that starting lineup. I can't believe Hack's not playing. Right. Suck. I'm not doing that because no. I sincerely believe that if we find the point in the season where everybody's healthy and fit, because healthy is not the first key. Right now, we got most of our guys healthy. It's just basically Pat Abdu and Richie mm-hmm. that aren't healthy, but not everybody's fit. And you can see it in Paolo and Luke and Brian not being able to go 90 in any of our most recent games. Yeah. Games where we needed them, where they were playing well. Yeah. Uh, fine, man. Fine. Get me those guys healthy. Get the whole team fit. Oh, man. Give us three or four games to play that way, and I'll feel good. I'll be ready. And if we're still playing badly at that point, well, then I will be critical. It's just really been easy over the last five years not to have to be critical. Yeah. So, I hope that continues because that's way more fun. Yeah, it is. Stadium updates. Steel's almost done, man. Steel's almost done. It's it's almost roof time. Like, you can see the the roof panels. Yeah. But not the roof. The roof hadn't started going on yet. So, they haven't raised the roof yet. They have not yet raised the roof. Uh, where that means as soon as that roof goes on, we're not far from grass. God. And then they're going to start putting in some electrical. You'll see the lights kick on. Oh, God. Uh, it's, it, but I mean, right now, when you drive by it, it looks like a freaking stadium. It looks like the bones of a stadium. Yeah. We're basically there. It's getting real time. Yeah. Real time. I, I, I also want to throw a, a little bit of shout out love to the groove machine. Vodcast. 
Wow. Which starts this week. They're doing video and audio. What? They're having a big slate of interviews, including team owner Tim Malloy. Okay. Uh, they're going to have uh, some other well-known, notable guests. Joe Valla, Derek Davis, I think, are running the show on this. Uh, okay. I think it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun to yeah. watch some video and That'll hear them awesome. do their podcast. Uh, and one of the things they did on Twitter this week was to ask for questions about things they want people wanted to see in the new stadium because they're going to have Tim Malloy right there, and they wanted to take that opportunity to be like, "Hey, man, I would love a ceramic fire-breathing dragon at the entrance or whatever." I'm I'm voting for a ceramic fire-breathing dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, and uh, if you haven't submitted yours, I hope you submit it soon. I think like a re- chimenea in the shape of a dragon, kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm, if you haven't submitted your stuff to the Groove Machines inaugural podcast, which I think is the Triple B, is what they're calling it, or something along those lines. It's like uh, beats, balls, and bourbon, something like that. Something like that. Bears, Beats, and Battlestar Galactica. Just like that. <laughs> Michael? Uh, no, it's, uh, I, I think it's Triple B. Oh I, I haven't heard them say it out loud yet. I just saw okay. it written down. And so I want to hear how they refer to it. Like 3B, I really don't know. I hope it's Bears, Beats, and Battlestar. <laughs> it's not that, but uh-huh. I hear where you're coming from. Uh, no, but check them out, because that'll be a worthy addition to the, uh, to the Blue City uh, media catalog of fanhood and the groove machine is one of the truly indispensable parts of lucidity fandom Absolutely. and uh if they put something out into the world then i'm i'm curious to see what it is uh, i'm glad we don't do a vodcast oh god nobody wants to see this <laughs> nobody wants terrible. to see the amount of purple stuff in here oh god uh and the amount i sweat during these uh, it's buckets it gets hot in here buckets um, one uh, final note, the uh, Jamaican national team this past two days ago mm-hmm. wins the game wins their game against Honduras 3-2. Jamaica started two Louisville City FC players, Speedy Williams in midfield and Sean Francis as a center back, which is still weird to me, it but it, he played all right, let real time. Yeah. They didn't have strong, strong games, but they both played 90 minutes. And uh, they had their moments of real quality, and Jamaica won. So you got two 11ths of the squad from Lou City on a team that won. That's a big deal. It though. is. I mean, that's incredible. It is. Uh, it wasn't. It didn't show either of them to the best of their ability, but honestly, Sean Francis, I don't really think, is a center back. And secondarily, Jamaica plays Route 1 soccer to the extreme. They play long ball after long ball that they're – big, tall, strong, lanky athletes run after the ball. And so central midfielder really just becomes sort of a track beat. How many times can you run backwards and forwards? And so for Speedy, a real tough game just in terms of getting into the flow. And for Frano, playing a little out of position but still doing a really nice job with one notable exception in this particular game. But that is what it is. Uh, rooting for our boys in the Gold Cup. I'm quietly rooting for them to lose quickly and come home to us. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I like both of those human beings, and yeah. so I'll say I hope for them that they play well, that the team advances, and that uh, they either beat or lose to the United States in the final. That's what I'll be rooting for. That's all I got, man. You got anything else? No. Nothing special going on with you? Leo doing all right? Uh, Leo's good, man. Yeah. Yeah, our uh, our 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 20-week uh, sonogram, our big the big one where we actually get to see him. Yeah. It's coming up. Okay. Yeah. 
Right. What what kind of scars do you think you'll have? Scars, do I think? Yeah. Like, to make him tougher. Oh, I mean, I'm going to throw gravel at him. Okay, that's the only thing a reasonable <laughs> father can do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can think of no better way than for us to finish on that news. Andy throwing gravel at his unborn child. Yeah. Um, no, it's been fun, Andy. Thanks. Hey, thank you. And we only ever end our podcast by saying one thing, and that is a very simple, very loud, Go City!